This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. I am Bart Yasso, and you're listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 198 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. I'm your co-host, Dana, and we are so close. Again, we're closer. We're inching closer. We're inching closer to... 200 episodes. Yeah, I know. Oh, yes. Even though in our feed, they count way more. They count everything. We're just counting proper episodes. Proper episodes. We Remember the early days we used to do quick bites? Sometimes we still do. Yeah. Every once in a while. That's all in there still. Yeah. But... I'm excited. I am too. Because our 200th episode will be connected to one of our favorite race weekends. And in this episode, we recap our final training run for our favorite weekend. And I'm also excited about this week's episode because we are talking about a virtual that we did for training purposes. Yes. And as a result of doing it, we earned a killer Piece of bling. You love the swag. I do love and the so swag. And so do I. Everybody knows I am bling operated. I, I The dog agrees. He knows. I. He likes putting his collar on and going for a walk. I like putting a medal around my neck after a run. And having a delightful meal oh. with an amazing beverage. Yes. And that's another reason to be excited about this week's episode. Yes. It is not. We've been holding out on the Runcation Nation. I Sorry. Know. We've been holding out on you guys. We're, hold out no more. No. We are going to flash back to an amazing meal we had when we were in Orlando. Last week, we recapped the 10K at Walt Disney World, the return of the marathon weekend. And while we were there, we had a great meal off property. Property adjacent. Property adjacent once again. That would be just, when you think of quintessential carb loading, I think of the dishes we had, which were incredible. And we're talking pasta this week. Mm -hmm. And that's actually something, when we get to the food portion, we'll talk a little bit more about it. You can carb load in any number of ways, Mm -hmm. but we opted for pasta this go round. We did. So we're going to talk all about that as well. Mm. But- I think we have some other things to talk about first before we jump into running. We have something very important. This month, I I first want to say to all of our patrons, thank you for helping us and supporting the show the way you have. Pretty much since our very first patron in 2020. Yeah, and our first patron actually is the one who kicked us in the pants to make us set up our Patreon because he started true. sponsoring us before we even had it set up. Really, we just we had the account created and we just sat there. Yeah, and we were considering it, but we didn't really we we didn't know. And all of a sudden, we get this email: "Bing, you have your first patron. Welcome to James Gray." So excited and so honored that we. We're headed towards Valentine's Day, so naturally I'm thinking a lot of love and friendship and good times and lots of good feelings, and he honored us, and it was amazing to see him at a race weekend after seeing his comments about, hey, I like your taste in beer. Yeah. There you go. He was our first patron two years ago. This week, practically. Yeah, actually, I think so. And this month, 
we have to say congratulations. He's in the episode artwork with his fiance Ginger, and they will get married a little bit here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. A little bit later this month. Tying the knot. She's making an honest man out of him. Congratulations to you both. Thank you for your support. And we hope it's an amazing time that you have. I think the wedding's going to be great. And of course, just wedded bliss thereafter. Yes. Many happy returns and celebrations to you. Indeed. We also have one more patron shout out to do. Oh, yes. Last week, we launched our premium tiers of patronage in Patreon. And we have to update that little intro for the show. Yeah. So, of course, we have the the original tiers, the fans, founders, and insiders. But we introduced premium tiers. And mm. those are accomplish, explore, and indulge. And we got our very first patron at the indulge level. Yeah. Uh, it's the highest level of patronage, and this is a person who's been with us for quite some time also as a patron. Yes. And actually was also kicking you in the pants to get you moving and kept asking, where are the new levels? Where are the new levels? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you know, we finally got them put together in a way that we thought added value and gave people something to look forward to and that they'd want. And we published them, and the night we published them, Joshua Osborne upgraded his patronage. You called him Joshua. Well, it's his official name. Okay. Josh Osborne. (laughs) Midnight Wolf 308 on Instagram. Instagram, Yes. One of our runners at the Donna who came and showed up and uh, came there for his races. And we're going to talk a lot about him in Mm. that episode. But he upped his patronage level uh, from a founder to... The indulge level. The indulge level. Yeah. And we can't say thank you enough for mm-hmm. that. Uh, that that amount of support is... It's amazing. That's a game changer for what we're going to be able to do here with the show. Yeah. And we are incredibly excited to offer these levels. <laughs> we are not wanting to turn the show intro into a big pro- promotion for Patreon. We do encourage But we do you. need to shout out when... When somebody makes that kind of a commitment to the show, we have to we we absolutely have to take a moment and thank them and just let them know and let all of you know that kind of patronage, all patronage, really helps the show. But mm-hmm. th- that the indulge level, that's a kind of a step up. That's uh, incredibly generous. And it's unreal. Yeah. We are very appreciative of that. So, Josh, thank you very much for joining us at the indulge level. And we look forward to hanging out with you in our very first production meeting, uh, happy hour, uh, virtually. So that's a benefit. That's a benefit. Yeah. And I'm looking forward of to that, that level. So, um, <laughs> and can we do one more? Oh, sure. Can we do one more? We can. Because over the Donna marathon weekend, we were lucky enough to meet Susie. Yes. Susie Beck, who is at, S-O-O-Z-A-Y on Instagram. She upped her level of patronage as well from a fan to a founder this week. Yes. So I just, we're just feeling all the love. We want to show appreciation to James Gray, who was our first patron to Josh, who is, is, has increased his level of support and been a longtime supporter. And, And Susie, who, increased her patronage level and has just been so instrumental in the group Runcation Nation on Facebook as well. Yes. She was kind enough to put together a Google Sheets uh, spreadsheet so Mm -hmm. that everybody in the Runcation Nation group could put their races in and let everybody know where they're going to be. So maybe you can do impromptu meetups of members of the Runcation Nation. Yeah. And we're adding our races into that sheet as well. We've got to, yes. Hopefully we can overlap and intersect and connect with everybody. Because we love that. It was an amazing experience this past weekend. Absolutely. I can't thank everybody enough who came and ran Donna. And we can't wait to recap it starting with next week's episode. Yes. But let's talk about uh, training Oh yeah, for that race because mm-hmm. we had to get the mileage in ahead yeah. of the Donna. You can't just show up to Donna cold, or at least I can't. I have to get some mileage in. 
ahead of time. There may be some people who can actually show up to a race without training and achieve if they are I've met a, these people. a level of fitness that I do not understand, nor am I familiar with <laughs> this level of fitness. You understand no. what I'm saying to you. It's kind of like saying I saw a unicorn run, running down the street. I, I don't know what that is, right. but people can do it. I cannot. I'm not one of those people. No, I must be trained. I must follow the direction of my coach and America's coach, Jeff Galloway. I must follow his training plan. Yes, and a couple of weeks ahead of Donna, he had us doing 13 miles mm -hmm. as a training run. So yeah. we were getting to the race distance. He normally gets us past the race distance, but life gets in the way. Sometimes you have to modify your training plan. We have been coming off of the holidays, off of being sick. Yeah. Um, I'm still having uh, some rocking um you have to train under the threshold of any weak links, he says. And I've not been doing that because my Achilles, my tendonitis in my left Achilles is rocking and rolling. We've had those things going on. So we only were able to get, this was our longest run ahead of the Donna. So we got to 13 miles in training. We did. 13.1. We did it. That's true. We did We mm -hmm. did squeak in the extra I, point and, one. And I might have walked a little bit further down past the house. I don't know. Fellow runners, you feel me when your Garmin says, or when your Apple Watch says, or when your Fitbit, whatever training watch you're using, insert that here. When it says a certain distance and you want it to say something else, you just keep going past your house instead of going inside. Or you run in circles, like in front of your house. In which front of your house. Runners, I think, every you know runner this. out there totally gets this. So we did it just to say that we were just a hair above a half mm -hmm. marathon. Wanted to keep motivated. We, of course, still owed the running gods some distance. And we had some virtuals that we still need to accomplish. So we decided to do a virtual mm -hmm. in the neighborhood for our 13.1 mile training Indeed. run. And we just so happened to have a virtual half marathon on the shelf yeah. that we had not done yet. We had purchased this one along with a, a, a Metal Chasers Assemble series. And it's one that we, a distance that we never got to in that series. And we found these thanks to actual actually patrons of the show christina and bill craig yes. from metal chasers their metal chasers assemble series it was full of different distances and this was one that we hadn't gotten to yet which i we're we're purists a lot of people will register for a live race and then they'll also register for a virtual and they'll run the live race and then they'll say i'm, I'm using that for my virtual as well i won't do that Amy doesn't do that. I haven't ever done that, mm -mm. no. So for me, if... It, it, I'm not against it. I just don't, have never done it. You've never done it? No. We believe, or at least I believe, and you just subconsciously or unconsciously have done it. it one race, oh, one yeah. medal. Yeah. That's the way we've done it. And I like using virtual races ah, as training Live tools. races. When we run challenges, we get bonus medals. I'm not counting that, though. Okay. Yeah. I, but you're not getting credit for two races. I get it. By, you're, that's like double dipping. Okay. So I just don't do that. You're not doing it. Nope. Got it. So I'm going to do the mileage. And for some reason, this one slept through the or slipped through the cracks. <laughs> and I got to tell you, mm. this is probably one of my favorites in that whole Metal Chasers Assemble series. And I'm surprised that we it. didn't just knock this one out and do it. Well, But yeah. I'm looking forward to adding this one to the display on the set here I in the studio. I am too. I love the little metal hanger we have on our set that says No Limits. Mm -hmm. And I love the theme of this race in particular. The Thor character. And the whole tagline, I am worthy, because it's something I'm working on. I fight feelings of I'm not a real runner if I don't run the whole thing. And even though we are proponents of the run, walk, run method, I believe it. I celebrate that for everybody. I know I am a runner and I practice intervals in order to perform best in all races. I believe in that methodology. 
that being said, I'm my own worst critic. You are. And I have to feel worthy of my accomplishments. This virtual included. So I am in tune. I, I got this. I love I really identify with this theme, is all I'm saying to you. And they did a great job, of course. Like all the metal chasers races, this includes the metal and a Tyvek bib that is color matched to the actual ribbon on the metal. Mm-hmm. And this one is great in in hues of blue and then of course white lettering and lightning in the background. I love that. And a great font that's the, the like the Avengers font mm. that says metal chasers Very assemble. Similar. Yes. It's they did a really nice job with this I love metal. It. And or with it with the bib, with the bib and the well, and that, then it carries to over the, to the design of the ribbon. Exactly, the because, I am worthy and ribbon. Got to read. This is a unique metal ribbon here. This has a, a saying on one side, and then like the name of the race on the other. It says, "I am worthy" I am on worthy. one side. Yes, and then on the other side of the ribbon, it says, or on the opposite side, whosoever holds this hammer. If he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. Yeah. So that is, for those that don't know, if you have not uh, partaken there of the- There you go. The, Unleash your geekery. <laughs> the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yep. Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, can only be wielded by Thor or somebody who is worthy. Uh-huh. As we saw in Avengers Endgame, mm. there was one other person that was worthy. Two, if you count Vision. Oh. Okay. But some people don't count him because he's a robot. Okay. Let us know. Info at runnydrink.net. Yeah, that's all Let kinds of, there are entire podcast episodes dedicated to that debate. I'm sure. Uh, but, so, so you've got that, and that saying is what Odin speaks to Mjolnir, and it's inscribed on the hammer, and that is a... Uh, I just think a really nice carryover. Uh, it, yeah. they, they did such a great job. And then you see the metal. There's always something special and unique about each metal they do. If we ever do a virtual race, a Runny Drink Podcast virtual race, I want Bill and Christina Craig to be the designers of our bib and our metal. And oh, they our, do such a great job. I just, because, yes. It, all of them in this series have on the metal chasers assemble that's etched in silver, mm-hmm. but they all have a unique feature. Like Spider Man had, he was hanging upside down, and you could rotate him. It was like almost like a spinner, almost like a spinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did actually have a spinner in the Daywalker five mm. k uh, based on Blade. You had yeah. uh, uh, really nice. You had something light up on Hawkeye's metal. Yes. Ready, aim, run. Yes. And that lit up and you could see that. And, and or you had the little magnets for their challenge for their five, for their uh, 5k and 10k challenge for the infinity gauntlet, infinity gauntlet, the, the nano gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, those to this day, I think remain my favorites that they've done. And we just saw a social media post for Somebody one. Somebody else did it. Yeah. That was awesome. I love the facial expression there. Because they're they're really great at celebrating people who finish the virtual races, mm-hmm. who post their times and send photos and things like that. I love this medal because the special and unique quality it has to it centers around the hammer. Yes, it says I'm worthy, and it's a magnetic hammer. I at first when we got this thought it was a keychain you could detach from the metal and like. Keep it on your keychain. Oh, yeah. I thought. But no, it's meant to. It, it shows the rock and an outline of the hammer. And and then it's magnetic. The detachable hammer attaches magnetically. To the background. To the background, which I think is so cool. And the hammer says, I am worthy. Yeah, this is one of their, I think, one of their most beautiful medals that they've done. Uh, Again, when we start talking about virtuals, there are tons of companies out there doing them. Of course. Great companies. At varying price points. I think when you talk about bang for your buck in terms of the quality of the bling that you're getting, you really have a hard time beating metal chasers. They do such... Mm -hmm 
great detail in their metals and mm-hmm. this is absolutely one of my favorites the the rocks it looks like a pile of boulders in the background yeah yeah they've got this they've got texture they it's actually so spent some time doing that in the metal the hammer itself you can actually see the leather wrap of the handle yeah you can see the beveled edges or beveled ends of mm-hmm. the hammer and the fact that they etched that i am worthy into the hammer mm-hmm it's a lot of detail. And then there's something on the back of the metal also. It and matches. It, it's, the, it's the saying on the ribbon that I read. It's the same saying on the back yeah, yeah. of the metal. So again, attention to detail and just, I, I think it's got some levity mm. and it's got whimsy, which is just what you I love it. are looking for in awesome metals. And what I like also about metal chasers is their online community and that they support great causes, great organizations, great charities. Yeah. This particular one supports Ava's Avengers. Mm-hmm. And Ava's Avengers seeks to stand as a symbol of hope to individuals of all ages living in need by raising awareness through public and charitable events. Ava's Avengers seeks to decrease the socioeconomic burdens placed on families by building support networks dedicated to furthering disease education, raising hope and increasing human resilience by reminding everyone of the hero within themselves. That's from their website, avasavengers.org. Yeah. So I I love that they support different organizations with their virtual races, with many of their virtual races. And they're very timely also in their themes. I know we are delayed with this, with running this. Yes. But what I love is that right now out there, this one I think has sold out. Yes. Sadly. 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 But on their website, or, sadly for people who are like, oh, that's cool. Maybe they'll bring it back. I don't know. But good for them. At the same time, you are right. They're very timely because we just finished watching the book of Boba Fett. And they have a Boba Fett-themed race on their website right now. So it's amazing supporting great causes. We've talked about the medal. We've talked about the bib. We've said that it's a training run for our preparation as we headed into the Donna Marathon weekend a couple of weeks before the race. We can talk about the strategy and the course now. Yes, we have in the past taken these virtual races up to places like Disney or different areas around the state of Florida. Clearwater is beautiful. Punta Gorda is beautiful. We have traveled with these. We've even taken them, like you said, onto the Disney Mm -hmm. properties. Yeah. We've run them with the bibs attached to us and Mm -hmm. people seeing them going, did they bring the races back? And we had to explain. It's virtual when the races were suspended. Yes. Mm. But this time we decided, hey, we're going to stay in our neighborhood. We're going to do the race here close to a place we know. We're going to take the kids, the doggies out for a spin for part of it. And because of overcoming all those challenges you mentioned, It was nice to be able to, according to our coach's instructions, break up the run into manageable 5K chunks. Chunks. Because if you're coming back from injury, from illness, from a challenging time, I think you're looking at that daunting distance going. I don't. I, I know I've done it before. I was in a different place. I was more fit. Or how am I gonna? It feels overwhelming when you think of it all at once, but I think it was great to do it here in our neighborhood for this one so that we could break it up, make it manageable and feel that achievement at the end. I also think that taking a long run and breaking it up into chunks allows you to do uh, focus on different things in each portion. Sure. So you, for example, like for this race, I, I wanted to focus on a couple of different things. The first 5K, we were, actually took the dogs with us. It was really on tiring the dogs out. That was what oh, I was yeah. focused on. But that actually Getting just gave me a, 
Yeah, that gave me just a 5K brisk walk to warm warm up. up. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that, then the second 5K for me was all about working on turnover and the rate at which your feet or your feet are falling mm. that helps you with your overall speed mm-hmm. uh, the the third 5k i was working on acceleration gliders it so, was nice to be able to fit that into just a little bit of the run yeah acceleration gliders and and uh, cadence drills we've talked about before mm-hmm. and acceleration gliders if you're going to do intervals I think acceleration gliders where you start with a couple of walking steps and then you gradually accelerate to your top speed and then let you your energy naturally decelerate back into the walking segment. It's great practice. It is. And when you're when, the, one of the things that we hear from people when they start talking about doing the Galloway method for the first time is it's, it's too much stop and start. It's mm-hmm. too rough on my knees. And, yeah. I, and my answer to that is always then do the work you need to that you need to focus on the transition. And there's a, as a training mm-hmm. for that. And we talk about the acceleration gliders. And then the other thing for me was working on stride length. Yes. To so, stay shorter. You mean shorter and quicker and that those three things I focused on Mm -hmm. during those last three, five K's plus a little bit extra that turned it really into, yes, it was one run, Mm -hmm. one, one virtual, but it was three different training sessions, only a five K each. And I think if you're focused on different elements throughout that training run, it's not just that distance staring you in the, you have different objectives throughout that training run and and the whole entire distance isn't before you seeming so daunting. Exactly. Mm. So it was great, great cause, great metal. And it was powered by Uncrustables, which are really hard to get right now. Yeah, We we were experimenting because again, you don't ever want to experiment with new nutrition Mm -mm. at a race. Race. You want to practice with your nutrition. This was a discussion we had while we were at Donna actually. And we'll, Probably it'll come up again. Uh-huh. If you're going to, when you're training for a run, especially as you start getting into your high distance runs ahead of your taper, mm. we've talked about the taper also and what that is. That's the period of time where you're tapering off your distance ahead of your long run. So you're giving your body time to, to ahead heal. of your race, your, your race, uh, giving your body time to recover. You don't want to do anything new and you want to train with everything you're going to be use on going to be using on race day. For example, if you're going to be using a hydration vest, you need to be running your training runs with your hydration vest. Indeed. At least for the last few weeks ahead of your race. If you're going to be trying out nutritional items, goos, gels, and in this case, uncrustables, because we've been hearing about these as a great option. Mm-hmm. You need to try it out because you don't know what effect it's going to have on you while you're out running. Right. And if it's ah. going to be something that you eat and it makes you sick, or it's going to send you looking for the nearest porta potty over and over again, the time to find that out is in training, not on race day. So we tried Uncrustables. I say thumbs up. I thought they were great. And you could take it, you could leave them in the freezer right up until the very day of. And then when you throw them in your running belts, they start to defrost a little bit while you're out on the course. And then and they're perfect grab when, them. by the time you need them. Yeah. So winner, I don't know. If, hey, have, has anybody else actually used Uncrustables? Let us know. And if you don't know what that is, that's a little peanut butter and jelly sandwich that's in like a little bread pouch. It's like the edges have been like crimped. The, the crust has been cut off and the edges have been crimped. So it's like one nice, neat package. And it's you, like a peanut butter and jelly pierogi. Yeah. And I love it. And so if anybody has tried it and you have success, info at runnydrink.net. That's info at runnydrink.net. Or 941-677-2733. Call and leave us a voicemail. Yeah. So I'm just going to say that right there. Train with your nutrition. Train with your gear. Train smart. Train smart. Mm. So it went well. We got our distance. We mm-hmm. did that training and it did pay off for us at Donna. It really did. Because we were we had done that work. We were able to overcome uh, weather adversity. And we're going to talk more about that in the when upcoming we get into episode. That episodes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But all in all, the training, I think, went really well. Yeah. We were very fortunate that day that we had uh, we had overcast and, and cooler temperatures Not with a little humid. bit of, we had a little bit of rain. We did, but it wasn't like middle Storming. of summer. No, 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 no. Humidity and storms. So very thankful and very happy that we had the accomplishment and that we had the motivation from Metal Chasers. Thank you to Bill and Christina for Metal Chasers VRC, Virtual Running Club. Which we'll link to in the show notes. We are going to link to them in the show notes. This is an awesome company. Check them out if you're looking for uh, virtuals to keep you moving in your downtime, training time, or if you're just looking for a great cause to support through your hobby of running. And I'm not saying, I'm just saying I could totally you know, wear this around town okay. to celebrate the accomplishment. I won't look at you weird. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So that's the running segment. Let's are talk. You, are you hungry? I, I always get hungry when we talk about running. Yeah. And sometimes I get hungry for things that we've already had. Sometimes I get th- hungry for things we're going to have. In this case, I am hungry for something that we had in the past. Me too. Same. It's a flashback to La Luce. Did I get it right? I don't know. Uh, we are or probably La Luz. It's La either La Luz or La Luce. Luce. Either way, we're butchering it. It's property adjacent. We needed a good carb loading meal prior to our Disney 10K at the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend. Yes. And we have highlighted the Hilton properties around Orlando on this show before. We in, have. In fact, the Hilton Bonnet Creek, which is now the Signia. Yeah, the Signia is a new uh, tier of hotel, and By they've gone Hilton. they've gone through a rebrand there, and they are, are doing a property improvements, I, I renovations, ongoing. Yes, and right now they're they're adding more conference space, mm-hmm. but the restaurant at the Signia Bonnet Creek is La Luce. Ah. And this is their white tablecloth dining experience of a of of Italian. It's awesome. Last week we talked about the Waldorf Astoria. That's another and the Bull and Bear celebration. Yes, the Bull and Bear restaurant there at the Waldorf. I mean, they're sister properties. They're mm-hmm. right next door to each other. So, the dining that you have there at those properties is stellar. It is, and we actually shout out both of the properties a lot because we find that these hotels tend to be number one very competitively priced mm-hmm. with moderates and or better or usually usually more than a, a little bit more than a moderate maybe definitely less than a disney premium resort oh yeah you typically. mean like the villas the dvc exactly um Yes. So your price point there for the quality of the experience that you're getting is very good, regardless of which property you go to. Mm-hmm. And if you are a Hilton Honors member, you tend to find that you can get rooms at either property uh, fairly reasonably. There are some exceptions to that, of course, sure. certain weekends. What we also like is that the Signia Hotel yeah. does go all out Perfect. for the race weekends. Mm-hmm. They do pre-race parties for the half marathon and marathon days. And they do uh, transportation. Uh, transportation. They actually give you a little swag bag when you get there. And they, at the Signia, at the Hilton Signia Bonnet Creek, they, at their, one of their restaurants, they do a special carb loading meal there. Oh, shout out to Harvest Bistro. We've featured them before. Yes. Yeah. However, we didn't go to Harvest this time. We no, went to we're La sharing Luce. the love. We're yeah. sharing the love. La Luce, the Italian love. <laughs> I want to go to California uh, where their sister, where it all originated. Yes. And shout out to Ricardo, our server. Oh, he was fantastic. He Super claims, knowledgeable. Yeah. He claims he's like one of the newbies, but I think he said he had been there for three years. Yes. And they had some staff that had been there over Ten? a decade. Yeah. Awesome. So when you hear that, that's a really good sign. And there's just a lot that I I like about this place. The ambiance is wonderful. The view is fantastic. They have a big glass wall that faces out to the rear of the property. It lets you look out at the pools. It lets you see off in the distance. You can see the fireworks at night. If you time it right. If your reservation. Which you can get on open table. Are they really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So if anybody's on open table and you like 
those points. You like to get those points in open table, just so you know, it's there. There you go. So we took it upon ourselves. We, we went to dinner there. We wanted to get appetizers. We wanted to get entrees. We wanted to get beverages. Oh yes. So tonight's or today's episode is going to be all about La Luce and we're going to be covering food and beverage from this location. I love that we got our hot takes, so to speak. We got our immediate reactions as we tasted our way through the appetizer, through the entree, and through the drinks. So without further ado, let's um, go to our hot take recorded live (laughs) at La Luce. Our appetizer tonight as we are enjoying La Luce at the Hilton Orlando Bonnet Creek is one that we have had years ago, but we wanted to revisit because yeah. it's stood the test of time and it's still on the menu to this day. It is for $14. It is olive frite, fried Spanish olives and Marcona almonds. And what you're talking about with Marcona almonds are smaller they're paler in color than a regular almond that you might be accustomed to. And they have a higher natural oil content. Mm-hmm. They're they, flat. And they're flatter, yeah. And But they have such a wonderful nutty and mild flavor. And there's a hint of spice when you taste them. They dust these with some yeah. sort of a spice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, a, it's not super spicy, but there's like, there's a hint of a bite once you get into the almond. I'm guessing, yeah, I'm guessing it's probably a little bit of maybe there's a little mixture of salt, pepper, paprika, maybe. Maybe paprika, yeah. This this seems very mild as far as the the flavoring goes. The and what they do is that they they actually flash fry, batter and flash fry Spanish olives, and then they they serve these with the Marcona almonds. Mm-hmm. And I I'm guessing they drop either drop the Marconas into the fryer, I don't know. or they just toast them in the oven. I'm not really sure which. But you get a nice warmth all throughout the Marconas. They're delightful. And they're so good. But the Spanish olives are such a nice, salty, um, tart mm-hmm. bite. They're just so delicious and juicy. And the, the breading, it's not really thick or heavy. It's basically like a dusting of, of seasoned flour. Yeah, but it's crisp. It's not Got oily. Nice, it's not... It's tight. A very nice crunch to mm-hmm. it. But the almond inside is so soft. And it's like, oh... You want to put an order for a salad or anything like that? Oh. Mm. I don't know that I could do a salad. I may go straight to pasta. You think so? I think so. Okay. Because we have the... Um, uh, uh, we had an appetizer outside also. Oh, right. We did. Do you know what you want? <laughs> I think I'm going to have the the meatball dish. How do you the say pasta, that? The, the treche, treche popete. Yes. Treche con popete. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Right. And what will you have, sir? I'll do the maffoldini. Alalina. Alalina, please. Yes. Right. Porcini and pork ragu, and tomato pork. and parmigiana reggiana. Ooh. How can you go wrong? Right? <laughs> Never. Come on. Thank, Thank you, you so you. much. Thank you. So, our server's been phenomenal. Oh. We are... I, I'm, I'm loving this appetizer. I've missed this. Oh. But I don't think that you... These are not stuffed olives. Oh, oh what? The oh, reason man. it's soft all the way throughout is because it's... Look. What was I? Because oh. you can get them stuffed with almonds. Oh, sure. We've seen that. Yeah. And it's garnished with rosemary. Yes. And I, like I don't that. know, but I don't know that it's cooked with rosemary. And the rosemary's fried. Yeah. It's a fried sprig of rosemary mm-hmm. that they garnish it with. Yeah. But what? Uh, what's what's the fish? The fish that anchovy. You, yeah. Do you, do you get that at all? Oh, as far as these having anchovy paste in them? hmm Is that what they're supposed to have? He mentioned that. I think that that might be the case. Yes, you can see it. Yeah. So a little bit of anchovy paste inside of Just the... Just very subtle. It's the salt. 
That's what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I well, like it. These are definitely going to uh, be little flavor bombs if you just had to get this. I like it. I like the the different textures throughout because you get the crunchiness of the almond and then you get the slight crispiness of the breading, the light, Very light. dusting of the breading. And then the olive itself is is very soft. And then there's the anchovy inside the paste. Which isn't fishy. Which is so subtle. On You miss it at first and you're thinking, what is that? Which yeah. is why I asked you. Yeah. <laughs> but. And, it, and I'd forgotten he mentioned that these had the anchovy paste in them. Mm-hmm. This is, they give you that umami. And the salt without being fishy. And if you are one of those people who's like, oh, anchovy, I don't know about that. I you should try Trust it. me, this is not one that you would shy away. I, I don't think you would, you wouldn't know it if it weren't there. Mm. You would think that these were just brined olives. Yeah. But they're not overly salty, though. And I think that's the reason they did that instead of doing brined olives. I think that really the anchovy paste that. gives you just enough salt. Yeah. And I think. It's very precise in the amount of anchovy that's being used because you could really be heavy-handed with salt in this dish. And it oh, yeah. It's just too much. But it's not. It's just a little bit of that salty brininess oh. with the crunchiness and then the, the, the tart olive that's softer and a little bit more subtle because it's been fried. That's so good. Oh. This is so good. Yeah. I love it. This is very unique. Yeah. So. I, I would get it. There are many appetizers on the menu that are, that look amazing. Oh, this place is absolutely swinging above its weight class. This is not a, this is at the top tier of a Hilton property. Yes. But it's not like a Waldorf. And which is like the next level up, mm-hmm. you know, for their luxury line. Oh, you mean the hotel? The hotel, and then the restaurant being in the hotel. But this is their white tablecloth dine-in experience, mm. and I think mm. they're swinging to hang with the Waldorf next door. I think it does, just from the appetizer and the drinks alone we've had Absolutely. so far. So, and, and the service. And the, so far, Amazing. honestly, it's been. Th- absolutely top notch so I can't wait to see what our entree has in store for us yum okay Runcation Nation it is dinner time we're here at (laughs) La Luce at the Hilton Orlando Bonnet Creek I like to say it's carb loading time it is well yes very much so Mm. and the pasta dishes have come out and I am absolutely just blown away with how incredibly delicious mine is. And I'm having the Maffel... the the, Your what? Join the club. Sorry. (laughs) I'm having the Maffeldine a la Lina. And this is a house-made pasta that is a... It's a wavy noodle... It's, it reminds me of the edges of lasagna. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. And this has a porcini and pork ragu with tomato and parmigiano reggiano. So this is very similar to a, a bolognese. Oh. And the, the, the house-made pasta, I love the fact that they're making house-made pasta, number one. Oh, yeah. And this sauce is so incredibly rich. Yeah. Because you've got the porcini mushrooms. Which are very earthy. Which are earthy and meaty on their own. Thin pork. Mm. And the rich tomato sauce. Mm. And then the Parmesan gives you this nuttiness and this saltiness that's just to die for. Mm. Mm. The pasta is this perfect al dente bite. What I also like is that these portions are, are plenty for an entree. Mm-hmm. But these are not the biggest pasta portions we've ever seen. No. And that's because this restaurant really intends for you to come and have an appetizer, a salad, or uh, the, the, the premi, 
the, the, the first course. First course, second course. Second course. Yeah, they're expecting to have a full four courses mm-hmm. while you're here. Yeah. But the richness of mine, I don't know that I could. Now, mm-hmm. you have a different dish. I do. And I would say that they are similar in size and in serving size. Yes. I would say I you got the a ragu yes. with yours. I got the treche con polpette, and I probably am butchering that tremendously. But it's pork and veal meatballs, tomato, and kachika vala cheese. Okay. I'm probably butchering every piece of that. Yes, we apologize. We apologize to every Italian out there and to yeah. their Roman descendants for what we've just done. Mm-hmm. The the pasta that comes with it, it is it's short pasta. I don't know, maybe as long as your index finger. Yeah. And it, it's almost tubular. Like twisted tubes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's perfectly al dente. I will tell you. And the tomato is just that hit of acid. That freshness. Freshness. I can smell it from Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And it smells like fresh tomato sauce. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about meatballs on the show. Meatball um, textures. Meatballs are, there's so many different ways to approach meatballs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In terms of the, the, the blend of meat. The, mm-hmm. the coarseness of the grind, mm-hmm. how you season it, how long you cook it, how yeah. you cook it, because some people will sear them, then roast them. Oh, it's so good. So good. <laughs> and then others will just, they'll just let them cook in the sauce. Yeah. So I don't know how they do it. I didn't really ask specific questions about how these meatballs were made, but... This, I think, is, it's not, it's not a finer meatball in terms of the, the grind and the way it comes together. It's got some texture and some toothsomeness. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's not that the veal adds, like, a gaminess. But it's a, a different flavor than just, say, like an all-beef meat. It's got a certain saltiness and maybe a slight sweetness to it. Mm. Oh, that's so tender. And it's, yeah, it's oh just my. perfect. It's just perfect. It's got, like, a, like it's been browned on the outside. I, th- I see. I think that they did, like, a, they must have done a browning or at least a broiling. Mm-hmm based on the look of that meatball. I don't know what they did. Chef Alberto, this is amazing. I just have to say, and, and, and the pasta is just... And you're a tough nut to crack when it comes to, to pasta with meatballs. Oh, yeah. And, and the cheese, this cheese that I have never heard of before. Um, the cache ca- cavallo. Mm-hmm. That... It's like you described Parmesan as having like a nuttiness, and, and this is just like a, a kind of, uh, I, it, it, it's not the nuttiness from like a Parmesan. It, it has like the smooth melt of, of say a mozzarella or a fontina. Well. But it doesn't have the stretch of the mozzarella. And, and now it's been mixed in with a little bit of the Parmesan. Mm-hmm. So it's got the nuttiness, the saltiness, maybe like a, I, it's like a drier texture to that, that cheese. Okay. Which is perfect for the acid of the tomato. Well, I was going to say balanced against the acid mm-hmm. of, the, of your sauce. I think yeah. that's a good call. It's, it's delightful. I love it. Here in Orlando at the... Hilton Orlando Signia Bonnet Creek. Absolute winner. Yes. In terms of the entree. Mm. We cannot recommend this location highly enough, whether you're staying on property or not. Mm. If you are in the mood for high end Italian Mm. while you're on a vacation or a runcation. Yes. 
La Luce should be at the, uh, I think, on the top of your list. Oh, absolutely. And they take reservations on Open Table. How can you beat that? Yeah. Okay, Runcation Nation, we are here at La Luce, which is the Italian restaurant on the property of the Hilton Bonnet Creek Signia, or Hilton Signia Bonnet Creek. Yes. We've been here before. We love this place, but we've mm. never featured it on the show. It's been a no. while. No. I don't even think we might not have been doing the show the first time we came here. Maybe not. Maybe it's not. It's been a while. Yeah. But we are thrilled to be back. Oh, They're yes. They're open for business, mm. and they are they've hit the ground running getting back <laughs> and reopened and all all post pandemic and mm. the first course that we are working with here of course is our drink course of course a lot of courses there <laughs> so <clears throat> let's talk about the beverages let's talk oh. about what you what you got here i got what's called the campania crush for $17 which is lavender infused rye and I don't even know how to say Tuwaka. Tuwaka, uh-huh. which is a brandy liqueur, and a housemade sour with orange marmalade, and it comes out here in it, it, it's like a like a fancy rocks glass uh-huh. that it's flared at the bottom, tapered yeah. at the top, and it's garnished with a slice of orange on the top, laid flat, not on the side of the glass, and it's got. It's time. Sprigs of time. Sprigs of time. And it looks like they shook it, and it almost looks like they shook it with egg white, because you get a little bit of a foam on top. There's a that's, slight that's persistent. foam that surrounds the orange slice. Yeah. And it's a very light orange color. It's, it, I just, mm. And when you think about rye, and you think about bourbon, you think about something that is really powerful usually yes in a cocktail and it's very subtle really so very subtle and i think it is the brandy liqueur oh that may be mellowing the sometimes the afterburn that you get or just that kind of strong rye flavor or smell so, so you're not getting a lot of Mm-mm. booziness off of this cocktail. No, I'm getting sweetness, a lot of sweetness. Interesting. And like that you can smell the thyme when you go in for a sip. I can smell it from here. Mm. And then everything is just fragrant with that orange marmalade. Oh. Like I love marmalade. Uh, on toast or any yeah I mean it's just fabulous but this is it's just like there's a sweetness it's a delicate balance are you getting any bitterness like the no. marmalade we normally have no wow no but I think you get that from the pith of the fruit that's mixed into that marmalade yes. when you normally get that but I this is a, a tremendously balanced and delicious cocktail nice let yeah. me she's letting me taste it this mm-hmm. is great Immediately when you go to, like you said, when you go to take a drink, you smell the the thyme. Mmm. Okay. What this reminds me of is the syrup from fruit cocktail. Yeah? Yeah. So you're getting a lot of sweetness. A lot of sweetness, but this, here's the problem. I'm with you 100%. (laughs) This does not have, it tastes like there's any booze in it at no, all. This no. This would sneak up on you. Yeah. It's very subtle flavors. And, and the mixture of the flavors, the sweetness, mm-hmm. the... the mm. um, I the, love the aroma. The mildness of the citrus flavor, but you're getting some of that, that the aroma from the thyme. Yeah gives you that illusion of like the maraschino cherry and there's no obvious maraschino cherry in there at all nothing Mm -mm. you know the lavender i think is a wonderful aroma and flavor that carries through it's time and lavender very mild yeah it doesn't taste like it's very uh, florally forward not at all not at all 
I think you got a winner too, but I don't know if the name of the drink is what drew you in. It's like an 80s reference. It, the beverage that I got is actually a, a riff on a, uh, a martini, served in a martini glass. And this is called O Sherry. Beautiful. And for $18, this is a combination of Papa's Pilar rum, which is a winner in our books. We have talked about it before. I love it on its own. It's a fantastic sipping rum. Mm. Paolo Cortado and Oloroso Sherry, which I've never had. Mm -mm. And fresh lime juice. Yeah. So this is a a three-ingredient drink. It is a light brown, uh, almost a golden brown color. Almost like a sunset. And this is the love child of brown sugar and lime. I, yes. The There's a brown sugar note that is super, super strong. A, a little, like a whisper of vanilla and then the tartness of lime. It is. I get brown sugar aroma. Yes. On the nose. And That's then, from the Papa's Pilar. And then, so delicious. And then the lime comes up at the end of the taste. Yep. Of the sip that you get. That is yeah. fantastic. They garnish it with a, it's a simple garnish of a lime wheel. Oh. So you get the aroma of lime and then the flavor of lime right there at the end. Fantastic. It's fan, uh, phenomenal. Yeah. I absolutely love that restaurant. I, I'm telling you. I, mm. I, of course, I would say I'll go again. I would go again 100%. I think that we have an embarrassment of riches on this show in terms of the Italian food that we have experienced, both in Atlanta in December at Jeff's Race. Jacksonville. And, uh, courtesy of Tyler in the Runcation Nation. Jacksonville and uh, at uh, the Black Sheep. I'm looking at you. Love mm. the pasta there. And here in the Orlando area, even off property, I'm telling you, Vegetarian and vegan, and this, which was so amazing at La Luce. That appetizer for me. And the beverages are done with such care. Yes. But the the appetizer. appetizer. You love that olive appetizer. I am. It's all good. And it's so funny. When I describe it to people, they're like, oh, oh, uh, uh, anchovy? Trust me. It's subtle. Trust me. It's subtle. It's so good. <laughs> it's really just like the salt and pepper that makes That's everything a good way to put worth. It. I, I might have said that in the recording, but I'm telling you, the beverages. I can't wait to get back there and actually explore their wine cabinet. Yes. And I know we keep saying we're going to get more into wine. We have. We have. We have introduced wine on the show, and, and we will. And there will be more. More. But I can't wait. To get back there and actually explore their wine cabinet, their wine cellar. It looks massive and I just can't wait to try it. And I, I feel for the sommelier who's got to climb up and down that ladder to get to certain bottles. Or it may be fun Maybe. for that person. I guess I, you never know. We'll find out. Yeah. So guys, and next week we are going to finally be covering the race we've been talking about. I know we talked about it a lot. The Donna Marathon Weekend. It was our first Runcation Nation meetup. We are going to be talking about the social shakeout run in that episode. Yes. And our return to that weekend that is so special to us. And it means a lot, the Donna Marathon Weekend. So we've broken it up into three separate episodes. The social shakeout run next week. We'll cover the 5K the following week with fantastic food and beverage to accompany the social shakeout run and the 5K. And amazing eats to company the half marathon. Rounding out our out. coverage. Yes. So we know it, it we know that you all know that Donna and the Donna Foundation are near and dear to our hearts. And at runeatdrink.net slash Donna, we still have shirts available with that special design that support the Donna Foundation. And we still have a link to donate to the Donna Foundation to get them to their goal of the Weaver Challenge so that they can have matching funds for the Donna Foundation to help support those who are battling breast cancer in their families and also to support research at the Mayo Clinic. So run, to eat, end that disease. Yes. Run, eat, drink, 
runeatdrink.net slash Donna. If you go to runeatdrink.net, right at the top of our page, you're going to see the link to Donna as well. You can just click on that. Fantastic. So it's there. But guys, if you would do us a favor, head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and review. We have noticed that some older ratings and reviews have begun to fall off. That uh, makes us sad. You sad. I'm a sad panda when that happens. And um, it also means that fewer people get shown our podcast when they start searching. So what we would appreciate you doing is run over there. Give us a quick five-star rating and a quick review. Tell the world how much you love. A five-star. You just want a five-star rating. I would love a five-star rating. But we want to earn it. We want to earn it. Mm-hmm. So if you would, head over to Apple Podcasts and do that for us. You can do it in iTunes on your PC as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So take care of that and take care of us, and we will continue to take care of you. By giving you fantastic places to accomplish, explore, and indulge. Exactly. Thank you so much for listening, <laughs> for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, wherever you are. We love doing this show, and we love that you tune in from wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.